0: message is from family worship center this message will not only build your life but will make you experience the transforming love of god open up your heart and be blessed
1: did i say good morning yes i did i did i did i want you to know i'm praying for you truly i really we are praying for you i'm praying for you and i love you a lot I love the members of our church. I pray for you every time. And God will help you. God will help us. Lord, the Bible says the entrance of your word brings light and it brings understanding to the simple. Lord, I ask that you speak your word to us this morning and cause it to bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Verse 11, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 9. Psalm 119. Those of you who come to church without anything to write with, try. Try and be bringing something. Because when you go to classroom, you should bring, you bring something. Even just to copy the scriptures so you can read them again. How can a young man, verse 9, cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandment. Verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Verse 105. Verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Is that what your Bible says? So this morning I want to speak on God's word in my heart. God's Word in my heart. The Word of God is the foundation of our Christian faith. It is the foundation of right living and righteousness. You cannot live right if you do not know the Word of God. It is the foundation of right living. God's Word is our manual, is our light, is our guide, and is our compass. God's Word is our manual, is our light, is our guide, and is our compass. The word of God is our defense against temptation, is our defense against sin, is our defense against the devil himself. The word of God is our weapon of war, our defense against any and every attack of the devil. It is our defense against all sin. The word of God is our defense against all sin. Psalm 119 verse 11, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. If you are truly spiritual, you will always operate from the heart, not from the head. If you are truly spiritual, you will always operate from the heart, not from the head. You will consult your heart before doing anything because that is where your good treasures are. Your treasures are in your heart. So the Word of God must be in your heart as a treasure. There must be a treasure trove of the Word of God in your heart so that every time you are making reference to it. So, if you really, 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 really want to avoid sin, you will embrace the Word of God and keep it in your heart. To live above sin, we have to hide God's Word in our hearts. I'll keep saying it until it sounds like music, until you hear it when you sleep. The Word of God lights our path so that we don't walk in darkness. The Word of God helps us to know where to step on, so that we know where to avoid. The word of God keeps us from stepping onto traps set by the devil to entangle us. And it helps us not to fall. I want you to know that every day you wake up, Satan set booby traps. He set traps to trap you. Already there are things set up in the day today to make you angry. Some of you failed before you came here already. You fought with your wife in the car. You fought with your husband. Some of you are not talking to each other. That is a trap set by the devil. And some of you have abused somebody today. You have just something. So there is a trap along the way. So this is what I want us to achieve this morning. I want you to achieve what to keep in your heart. Already I've told you something to keep in your heart. It's to know that every day there's a trap. Put it in your heart. Keep it there. So that when it comes, that looks like a trap. And you can jump over it. So you must learn I want you to know that everything Every good thing you hear Catch it and put it in your heart So every day there is a trap Satan will set people and circumstances on your way To cause you to fall on a daily basis He did the same thing for Eve One day from nowhere He just went and stood by the the tree He just went and stood by the tree Waiting for her to come Maybe they were sleeping I don't know what she was doing But she just He was there And God had given instructions over that tree. If they had hidden God's word in their heart, if Eve had kept the word of God in her heart, if she had captured that word and held it in her heart, she wouldn't have sinned. The reason why she failed was not because Satan tempted her. She failed because she didn't bring out the word. She didn't remember what God had said about that. That's the problem. If she had remembered what God has said, she wouldn't have done it. If she had remembered that God said, the day you eat it, you will die, she wouldn't have. Done it. The issue of death did not come up between her and the devil. You just say, you, you will not die. You will, just be, you, will be, you will be wise and be like God. So the reason why she sinned was because she did not keep that word in her heart. God has said to them in Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 to 17, put it up there of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. See, that is something to put in your heart, to put in your heart. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you eat of it, you will surely die. Three instructions they were supposed to have kept in their heart and guard those instructions with all their hearts. Every time they saw that tree, they were supposed to be reminded of the instructions God had given. I'm telling you, if I was the one knowing what I know now, I would have cut off of that tree. I would have built a very high hedge all the way to the top so that I won't see it. I'm not kidding. I would have done that so that the issue of going there does not arise. And for some of you, you need to put physical structures around some things that are tempting you. You need to put physical structures. You need to do something. You, you know, if going to that house is whatever, move from the place. If talking to certain people always make you sin, don't talk to them. No malice. There are certain things, you, you can't just keep doing things and think it will change. And I, I can still resist, I can still go to the garden in the evening, I won't drink, I just go there because I like the smell of the cigarette and I like the smell of the, of the alcohol. You will drink. Why you are failing is because you have not taken that, the word on that matter seriously and you have not put structures around. I believe that if they had cottoned off that tree. Said that, in fact you see Satan this. what are you doing there, move away from there didn't you hear what God said because what God said is, is final I want you to know that there is a word of God for every aspect of our lives God expects us to know that word to believe it, to keep it in our hearts and to obey it I'll write that again, I'll say that again There is a word of God for every aspect of our lives. God expects us to know it, believe it, keep it in our hearts, and obey it. Please move that clock to 30, 30 minutes. I want to be disciplined. God told them that the day they ate the fruit, they will die. And so with us also, every time we disobey God, something in us dies. Something around us dies. Something that was supposed to come to us does not come. Did you hear me? Please catch that and, and, and keep it in your spirit. That every time we are believing God and things are not happening, maybe we have disobeyed God. And something around us has died. Something that was coming to us was changed. There are times you want to do something for some people and they do things. You, you don't do it anymore. Is that the truth? In the same way. So there are times God would have done something, but because we disbelieve him. For instance, maybe God, may, not maybe, god has planned to change our destiny in this country but we're no longer holding that word the word came we rejoice about it out oh, there will be a new nigeria pa elton's testimony went all over the place chintok's thing went all over the place panam's prophecy went all over the place we didn't see it now we've changed you know what if we don't walk in faith god will take it back let us continue in our suffering No Dogon Terenchi, no long english So every time we disobey God, something goes wrong with us. We may not see it immediately, but it will come to pass. To please God, we must give heed, pay attention to his word, keep it in our heart, and bring it out through our mouths every time the situation arises or calls for it. We must keep God's word in our hearts. Ignorance is no excuse. Ignorance of the word is no excuse. We must know the word you must read this bible that is why we tell you to keep reading the, the one year bible because then you will know what the whole scriptures say by the way i wrote it here and forgot to announce it you need to go and get the spirit-filled bible that Bible, i just got a new copy it just helps you it will explain certain verses to you and it will tell you stories little stories about certain things the Spirit filled bible by it's there in the, i don't know how many copies they have left but I got one this week. I want everybody to have it. That was the, the Bible we read in, the 19, in 1994 when it came out. Pastor Inna bought it and gave it to so many of us and all. We have read that Bible inside out. And then at the end, it will give you some summaries. Please get it. And, get the, and if you can, not get the Life Application Bible also. But you need to know the Word of God. You need to keep it in your heart. And you need to bring it out of your mouth when it comes to time. Jesus overcame by the Word. He was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But whatever Satan brought up to tempt Jesus, Jesus knew exactly where it was in the Bible, what was said about it, and he gave it back to Satan. So turn these bread- stones into bread. Jesus knew, because he knew Jesus was hungry. Look at me. Satan will tempt you at your vulnerable point. So you need to know when things are not okay with you. At a certain time in your period as a woman, before period, you are very angry. You are very all over the place. And of course, during period, you are you are on period. <laughs> after period, you get sexy. That is when you really feel sexy, after period. That is not the time to be hanging around men if you are not married. That's not the time to be speaking mm, on the telephone with anybody. That is the time not to talk to anybody until that period passes. And then you come to your angry, and you say, we were talking before. (laughs) In other words, you know when you are vulnerable. You know when you are broke. And then avoid certain people. And when people are broke, don't, call, don't ask them for money. Some of you women, you don't know when to ask your husband money. It's when he's broke or when he's angry or when something is going wrong with him. You go and stand and say, food for, money for food has finished. You look at you and say, your mother, leave me alone. <laughs> and he didn't mean your mother at that time. It's just that he was pressed for something else and you did not discern the times. Yes. So you have to know when you are vulnerable because Satan will come at that point. He's a coward. He doesn't come when you are up in the morning and your eyes are cleared. He comes in the afternoon at night when you have not eaten or something is wrong and he comes. So you need to know that so you resist him steadfast in the faith. Now clap. Hallelujah. So you resist him. Hallelujah. So he knew Jesus was hungry and then he said turn the stones into bread. But Jesus knew that it was written in Deuteronomy chapter three, chapter 8 verse 3. And he told Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Put Deuteronomy 3 for me. me, Let's see. So he humbled, verse 3. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know. So some of the things you are going through is that God wants you to know. He humbled you, he tested you and all so that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is not every trouble you are in that you must give in because God is working out something in you. Put that in your heart. Keep that in your heart. Amen? So Jesus knew where he was and he quoted it. Then Satan went forward, took him on a a high place and said, throw down yourself. And he quoted the scriptures. God will give charge over you. He will send his angels to give uh, excuse me god will give his angels charge over you in their arms they will bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone you see satan will make will quote some scripture i've had you quote certain nonsense scriptures to to suit what you want to do but it is not that he will give his angels charge over you was not for you to tempt god was not for you to do something stupid Like to take your car and start going to Lagos at at 11 p.m. That is stupid. And then, yeah, like you alone get into your car, say, woman, and start driving. I'm going to Kaduna at 6 p.m. That is stupid. That is tempting God. So you don't do wrong things and quote scriptures. It will not solve anything. (laughs) Thank you. That one person that heard. You don't just go on off a tangent and quote scriptures. You are tempting God. And God will not do anything because of you. You are too small for, to make God your servant. So he said, throw yourself down. And angels will, so nothing just happened. You just decided to throw yourself down because God is going to catch you. And God will say, hey, she has thrown herself down. Run on, so that she does not turn her back on me. Please catch her. No, God will let you fall down, break everything. <laughs> he will allow you break every possible bone. <laughs> and nothing will happen. And you end up crooked. So you never tempt God. And then the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the glories of the earth and said, I will give you all these things if you bow down to me. Satan, didn't he know that Jesus Christ created the world? How was he going to give him what was already his? And that's what Satan does to you. I will give you all these things if you do this. And yet the Bible says that all things are ours. It's just a matter of time. All things are ours. So that there's nothing Satan can promise you. And you know what I told you last week. If Satan promises you anything, what should you do? Flip it. It's a lie. He's not going to give it to you. He's a liar. Praise the Lord. So you must know where the thing is in the Bible. And you must quote it. But the most important thing I want you to go home with is that you must keep God's word in your heart. If you keep God's word in your heart, you will not sin. So I wanted to take a chapter of scripture this morning and let us go through the process of storing things in our heart. In the way Jesus read the Bible and stored things, I I don't want you to mistake not knowing this. I want you to know what it means to hide the word in your heart. One thing you should have talked in your heart is the way Jesus overcame temptation. It, it, it is written, so you need to put it in your heart. Down the road, sex comes and say, "No, it is written, thou shall not commit adultery." Period. And so I don't do it. End of discussion. It is written, and it's just a pencil in the office. Take it. No, it's not mine. Thou shall not steal. I know the new generation Christians don't like the old Ten Commandments, but I like them. They are straightforward. It doesn't need interpretation. Honor father and mother. What, what, in the, what deep in theology do you need That Just honor the, pe- the people and let it be well with you. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not bear false witness. Thou shall not covet your neighbors anything. If we stop coveting, we won't be sin. Anyway, let me not. I need, I need for us to look at this because I really came ready to show us how to store God's word in our hearts. I was reading this scripture in, during the week and I thought this, is, this would be a good thing to preach on. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, let us apply this to our heart, to our spirit. Let us put this in our spirit today. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I'm going to read from verse 1. Please listen to it carefully. Look at it in your Bible. I want you to look at it in your Bible and think as we are reading. Amen? Dear any of you having a matter against another, Go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgment concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between brethren, but brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourself be cheated? We are reading the Bible. No, you yourself do wrong and cheat and You do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were you, were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food. Those of you who say stomach, it's stomach-o. There's no o in that stomach, it's not stomach. Okay. Put that in your heart. (laughs) Food for the stomach and the stomach for food. For food, God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are the members of Christ? shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot certainly not do you not know that he join, who is joined to a harlot is one body with her for the two he says shall become one flesh so some of you sitting down here you are carrying a shower spirit around you you don't even know it but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him flee sexual immorality every sin that a man commits is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's clap onto the Lord for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're in a season where we no longer read the word in church. So let us apply this scripture in our hearts. Let us put these scriptures in our heart. Amen? And I'll take them block by block. And we'll, let's look at it. Before I do, I just saw that I skipped a major, a, something very important I wanted to say. In 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I'll make that comment quickly and we'll go on. Second Corinthians chapter 10, because I also want you to honestly to put this word in your heart. Verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The word of... The, our weapons are mighty... They bring down strongholds. A stronghold is a belief or a, or a belief that you have held so strongly and is defended in your heart. The word of God brings it. Any wrong belief, the belief that men, only men should eat eggs, not women. That is a stronghold. We bring it down with the word of God. They believe that some wrong things, that they believe that you must have sex. It's not you just, you have to have sex. That is a stronghold. The word of God brings it down. The belief that the man is the head and he must control everything and be the number one and everything bows to you, that is a stronghold. It is a belief that is so held tightly. The Bible says the word of God can bring it down. So the word of God, our weapons pull down strongholds, they bring down imaginations and they cast down every thought that is contrary to God. And these are the weapons we have. We have the word, we have the name, we have the blood. You know that, isn't it? We must have the word of God in our hearts, speak it and all. So let's go back to where we read. The first portion talks about going to court. (laughs) We are not to take one another to court. You should not take a believer to court. That's what the Bible says. So all your heart, all your life, every time, no matter what happens between you and any believer, put that in your heart, you can't take him to court. The Bible says go into, take him into the the church. Take him back to the church. It says we should judge our matters. And thank God in this church we have Peace and reconciliation. What is that your committee person? What? Peace and conflict resolution. And you know, we are supposed to be able to settle everything and it stands because we go by the word of God. So, talk it in your heart. You can't take a Christian to court, but can you take somebody else to court? Yes. Because you do not operate by the same ideology. So, you can take the person to court and you can let let it be... Sorted out. Praise the Lord. I know I just spoiled somebody's mind right there. <laughs> but it's the word of God. What I've discovered with this generation eh, is that we come to church, we sing, we dance, we do all these things, and then we go out, we do, we leave the word of God behind. If those ah, are pastor, this one our business, leave that word of God on the side. What? What? No. The word of God is supposed to affect everything we do. So you cannot take a brother to court. It says if it comes down to it, suffer rather to be defrauded. Accept wrong. If it comes down to it, accept wrong. Okay, I need some light. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay, so hold your purses and your telephones. Seriously, bring out your telephones and light, 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 light. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hold your pockets. <laughs> somebody came today just to make somebody upset, to steal something from them. It shall not pros- prosper in this place. Uh, So the TPT says, verse seven, don't you realize that when you drag another believer into court, you are providing the evidence that you are already defeated? Listen to that. Don't you realize that when you drag another believer into court, you are already providing the evidence that you are already defeated? Wouldn't it be better to accept that, wouldn't it be better to accept that someone is trying to cheat and take advantage of you and simply to choose the highway, the high road, at times, it is better to just accept injustice and even, let, even to let someone take advantage of you rather than expose our conflict publicly before unbelievers. So when it comes to Janine Jaka, you pull, I pull, Bible says let it go. Let it go. There are, people have cheated me in this church. If everybody was to pay me what they owe me, I will not preach again. I will go and, I will go and live in one island because I will be so rich. But you know what? I just let it go. When they pay, pay. If they don't pay, fine. I'm good. God has given me times two, three, four, five of what they have taken from me. And if you check your life, that thing you are fighting over, God has blessed you more over that thing that somebody refused to pay. Now that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay your debt. I like to pay my, I don't owe people. But the Bible says, suffer rather to be defrauded. Choose to be cheated. Keep that in your heart so that you don't die before your days. Because you are high tension every day. Somebody is owing you, somebody said no. Keep short accounts. Somebody say amen. Amen. We are practicing the word. So listen, where we rested, taking your brother to court is failure. Shows that you have, you have failed. So you know what? I will not fail. I have victory. So I don't take him to court and I stand victorious. Anytime you go to court, you have failed with your brother. So there is nothing our pastors, our deacons will not be able to solve. In fact, there's nothing families will not solve if we just listen to one another and put on Christian hearts. The Bible says if you are wrong, accept it apologize. If husband and wives will take that this morning, it will be amazing that any time you are wrong, say, I'm sorry. Say, I was wrong. In fact, I was wrong is even more powerful than I'm sorry, because it justifies the other person. Say, you know what? I was really wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Please forgive me. You are right. Anger will just go away. Bitterness will just go away. When you accept you are wrong, I know that is where a lot of couples have stopped. Everybody is right. And so you are right and you have lost the person. What have you gained? So you have gained the argument and lost the person. What have you gained? So these are things we should put in our hearts. That when you are wrong, accept it. And when you are right, let it go. And trust God to do it for you. But the first thing is we shouldn't even defraud one another. Some people will do business with somebody and carry the money and leave Nigeria. Or you do business with people and you don't pay them their portions. Why? So verse 9 to 11, we are back to the issues we talked about yesterday, last Sunday. Verse 9 to 11, let's look at it. Put it for me in the TPT. Let me see what it says. First Corinthians chapter 9, chapter 6, verse 9. TPT. Let me not do like as if I have time. Do you know now that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, and extortioners will enter the kingdom of heaven. Will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Will inherit the kingdom of heaven. You don't have the TPT. I'm sure you have it. Okay, I guess the the internet, the thing is, it's taking time to go, okay. No, TPT. Furthermore, no, verse nine. Okay, I'll just continue. We have gone back to the issues I talked about two Sundays ago. And see, the Bible says, once the Lord has so has spoken, twice will I hear. If you list these things in, in um, Revelation and lists them again in Corinthians, and I'm sure it's listed somewhere else in the Bible, it means that God means that. It means, put it off. Don't worry, I'm not I'm, I've passed. It means that God will not change his mind about it. There are certain things that will not enter heaven. So put that in your heart. To know that. Those of you that are Christians, but your fridge is full of alcohol, get rid of it. Is it sin to drink? Not really, necessarily. But if it will make you sin and cause somebody else to sin, don't do it. Drunkards will have their part in the lake that has bonds with fire. But the one that occurs in verses is sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. And it is listed there, but I want to highlight one, sodomy. What is sodomy? Sodomy means to have anal sex with a man or with a woman. To have sex with a man or with a woman, anal sex. To have sex through the anus. It is called sodomy. So is it okay for a husband and wife to have sex in the enos? It is called sodomy. And I know we do these things and, and some people will say, don't enter my bedroom. The Bible enters your bedroom. So that sex we have been having, is it wrong? The Bible calls it sodomy. So you know yeah, whether it's wrong or right from my mouth. The Bible defines sodomy as having sex. If you're a man, you're having sex with men through the enos and having sex with women through the enos. Say, I'm tired of this same position and all. Live with it. But I also know that doctors do magic these days. They can sew up your wife's vagina and reduce the size because it's the tension you want. Because I don't see why you go and be fighting with people there because of something. So why don't you go to the hospital and fix the place? I will not lie and go to heaven. I will not, I'm, I will, no, nothing will stop me from going to heaven. And I will tell you the truth. I will tell you the truth. Everybody part has its use. The anus is not for sex. It's like taking your nose and putting it in the exhaust of your car. Exhaust is for exhaust to remove things from your body. The Bible says we were like that before, but we have been washed. We have been sanctified. We have been justified. We used to do some of these things. We used to drink. We used to smoke. We used to have all sorts of sex, but we, are, we can't do that. If any man being Christ is a brand new person, all things have passed away. All things have become new. So as a Christian, talk that in your mind. I can't have sex through the annals. I can't have illicit sex. I can't drink. Anything that will stop me from going to heaven, I will not. So you have to know these things or else you'll be doing it and not know you're going to hell. It always used to baffle me when the Bible will say, not everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom. And it says, um, many will come in that day and say, but we did this, we did that, we did that in your name. No. You say, I never knew you depart from me. You workers of iniquity. Don't do that. It, when, the, when the Bible says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? It used to bother me. How will he not find faith? But then when I look at the way we do things, it's scary. And we need to bring our ways back to God. So we have been washed. We have been sanctified. We have been justified. We have been washed means we are clean. We have been sanctified means we are set aside. We are set apart for God's use. And we have been justified means we are acquitted. We are made righteous. We are made righteous. We are made righteous. And therefore, we cannot participate in unrighteousness. We cannot go back to our vomit. We are not dogs. We are not going back to what we stopped doing. We cannot, under the name of grace, start doing certain things. Hallelujah. I like Pastor Wilson's message to young people all the time. How not to do foolish things. Wearing earrings as a man is foolish. Braiding your hair is foolish. Sagging your trouser is foolish. Punching things around your nose as a man, even as a woman. Some of those things are unnecessary. Things that move you away from the glory of God. Certain things you shouldn't do. You know, in in time past, it, it used to be that the body, just like you eat food, stomach for the food, food for the stomach, they had, that was sex. There was no in the first century, there was no attachment, nothing serious to the body. But the stomach and the vagina are different. One is holy, one is not. One keeps the other straight, just keeps us alive. The other one is a spiritual matter. And the Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So you cannot use this body to to adult to, to prostitute. The Bible says. That you have been bought with a price. Put that in your heart. Put that in your heart. All these things I'm saying, put them in your heart. That I am special, I'm precious, I'm washed, I'm sanctified, I'm holy. I have been bought. I don't own myself. That place we read said you don't own yourself. You don't own yourself. God owns you. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So as you leave this place, temptation is going to come. To just say anything, to just do anything, remember the word of God. If you remember the word of God and guard the word of God in your heart, you will obey him. But if you don't know the word of God, you won't obey him. So your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have hidden the word on sexual immorality. I have hidden the word on not going to court. I have hidden the word on my body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I have hidden the word that I was bought with a price. I have hidden the word about the the things I should do therefore I will not sin I have hidden the Ten Commandments completely I have locked them in, in my spirit I am the Lord your God you shall have no other gods before me shall not take the name of the Lord in vain the Sabbath day keep it holy honor your father and your mother this the, I, it is in my heart. they taught those things we were children and so certain things you just don't do not because you cannot you cannot do. the Bible says all things are lawful but all things are not expedient And so I will not be brought under the power of any. I will not be brought under the power of anything that is contrary to God. Amen? That's the end of the word of God. Stand up. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer jesus i thank you for dying for me jesus coming to my heart today and be my lord and savior i declare right now that i am born again in jesus name amen congratulations if you just said that prayer It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.